millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. We got some stories of some crazy controlling parents. But first, a story from Nobody X in X particular. Mother is impersonating me. Basically, things have escalated with my mother starting to call into my work under my name and acting like a jerk to my manager saying that I can't work today. I came into work today and everybody was shocked to see me because apparently I'd called in a few hours ago and said I was sick. I agreed with my parents about a week or two ago that I would drop to one day a week starting next weekend. When my mother picked me up from work yesterday, she changed her mind and told me that I wouldn't be allowed to work today. No reason at all, she just did a 180. I reasoned with her and said that today would be my last Sunday shift, but she threatened to call in sick or quit on my behalf unless I listened to her. Anyways, I woke up today ready to call in sick, but my dad took my side and told her that we'd made an agreement for next weekend and that it wasn't fair on me to order me around like this. I thought it was all sorted and my dad even offered to drive me into work. Fast forward about half an hour and I arrived there to find out that my mom had called in sick under my name while I'd been on the way to work. She had never told me she had cancelled my shift, so I guess it was just to spite me? Ended up in a very awkward situation and had to explain the whole story about my mother to four concerned managers. What the heck do I do when I come home? Impersonating me like that has to be illegal. Now my mom's gaslighting me and telling me that she never called in and is furious at me for even suggesting that she did. What do I say to her to make sure this never happens again? Or even to make her admit that she did it? Just for added clarity, OP is 17 and in school full time so I imagine this is still a situation where they're a bit at the mercy of having to live with their parents because they can't afford to move out. What I would say is... Probably talk to your managers and make sure that you establish some kind of phrase or I guess you would say password so that if somebody calls in sick or says that you're taking that shift off, they'll be able to know it's actually you because you were able to verify it with that agreed upon password or code. If OP was in a situation where they could get a lawyer, do you think OP would have a case here legally? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Mermaid Mommy 80 Messed up mothers attacked me for alerting them that their teen daughters had been hanging out at a sex offender's home. We have a known convicted sexual predator living in my town. He was convicted of traveling to meet a minor for sex when he was in his 30s. He's in his 40s now and still has a compulsion to sleep with teenage girls. Since he has a large home out in the middle of the countryside with no neighbors, he uses it as a way to get access to teen girls by throwing parties at his house and inviting high school girls to come and party at his house. He gives them alcohol and weed and of course they go party at his house because that's what teens do. I came across a photo of a group of teen girls in his living room during one such party while the offender was smiling in the background with them. Since I'm a middle-aged adult and don't have any teenaged kids yet, I didn't know the identities of any of the girls in the photo. 
So I privately shared the photo on my Facebook account and asked any of my Facebook friends who are parents if they recognized any of the girls in the photo and to please alert their parents. I wasn't trying to shame the teen girls or get them in trouble. I just wanted their parents to be aware that their daughters were unsupervised in the company of a very dangerous sexual predator. I wanted their parents to talk to them and explain why it's very unsafe for them to hang around the home of this man. And what did some of these girls' parents do in response to this? Two of them contacted me and cussed me out and threatened me because I had no right to share that photo of their daughters without permission. Ma'am, I shared it because I don't even know who you or your daughters are and I wanted to help you keep your daughters safe. You should be thanking me for bringing this to your attention, not threatening and cussing at me. That's when I discovered that these mothers were already aware that their teenage daughters had been partying it up at the home of a 41-year-old convicted sexual predator, and they didn't mind at all. And then I scratched the surface just a little bit and discovered why they were okay with their teenage daughters hanging out with a predator. Because at some point in the past, the moms had hooked up with this predator and considered him to be a buddy of theirs or still had some feelings for him. So they didn't mind their teenage daughters hanging around him and possibly hooking up with him too. I literally have no words for how absolutely disgusted I am. And these are the same mothers who always screech about predators and saving the children. All I would say is, is if you're truly concerned and this does violate whatever predator rules and regulations they have to uphold being on that registry, take that photo, that blatant evidence, and hand it in, report it. It sounds to me like maybe the moms are like groomed in a way, so they're just kind of oblivious to it. Our next story is by Purple Trosty. My entitled father sent me back upstairs to put on a sweatshirt when I was going to take two steps out of my house for some ice cream. Here's the thing. I'm 16 years old and on a Sunday afternoon, I heard the ice cream truck approaching the house. I was excited, so I took the money that my mom gave me before she left for Philadelphia. The ice cream truck was literally a couple feet outside my house, so this was perfect timing. My dad stopped me as soon as I was at the door and told me to put a sweater on. I was like, why? And he told me to just do it or I couldn't go outside. For context, where I live, it was really hot outside on this day. So I was confused, but I went back upstairs to get a sweater and change anyways. When I came back downstairs, the truck was gone and I was pissed. Entitled Dad tells me that I should have been wearing a sweater because men will stare at me if I wasn't. At the time the truck was outside, there were two young girls getting their ice cream and one dad who was making sure that they were okay before the truck left. Now I was really upset, but luckily for me, the truck was just further down the block. I go further down the block, get my ice cream, and come back to the house. Entitled Dad's now mad at me for spending the money that my mom gave me to get ice cream as if it was his money in the first place. He told me that the money my mom gave me was for school when she never said anything about that. At this point, I just shrug him off and walk away. Then he goes on a rant about how I can't just shrug him off and walk away because I'm his daughter, and I'm sure you get it. So after that's over, I go to my room and enjoy my ice cream in peace while also ranting to my friends over text about the situation. I think it's safe to say, in the summer, if you're stepping out for two seconds literally outside your door to get ice cream from the ice cream truck, it doesn't really matter what you're wearing as long as you're not going out there literally indecent, which I mean you'd have to be like wearing nothing. Beyond that, it's just kind of weird and creepy. 
It's almost like your own entitled dad is sexualizing you on the behalf of other men. No, 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 don't go out there like that, men will watch. It's just overprotective and frankly weird. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has great stories, like our next one from Alberti, the Kale Karen. In the middle of the spelt flower mom's hunting grounds, so our tale picks up four to five years after my last, which was posted in Petty Revenge. Through friends of my parents, I got a great big apartment which I was splitting with two other people. This apartment was located in the heart of the part of Copenhagen known for its Karens. All these special Karens spelt flower moms and are known for their lifestyles of only eating organic, free-range, non-NGO, vegan spelt, fed, cod-infused hamsters, or whatnot. To give an idea of how bad they get, I was smoking a cigarette while walking down the street one day, and a lady crossed the street from the opposite side with a stroller just to tell me that I shouldn't smoke near her child. But our tale's not about her, but about the queen among Karens. One whom managers were not prepared for in the manager assembly line. Another bit of backstory is that I at the time was working as a bartender due to my love for alcohol and good food. Due to my passion of food, I was working my way through an assortment of cookbooks. This made me an absolute menace to all the workers down in the local grocery shop since I would send them on a quest for the holy grail every week due to recipes with obscure things which both they and I were unsure they had in stock. This is just to say that all the workers there knew me as a regular, but in the service industry myself, we all had the common telepathic ability of signaling without words or direct body language when we were tired of entitled people. The Karen, the Kale, and the apathetic bartender. At that point in time, I was trying to face my biggest fears in life. Parasites, men in cycling outfits, and most of all, the plant group sending shivers down the spines of every kid, Kale. I was working my way through the Satanic Bible, also known as a kale cookbook, to experiment with what sort of kale my taste buds wouldn't reject, much like a Modern Warfare 2 lobby did to a player with a crappy ping. I had just read the tiny chapter of an unknown demon in Solomon's book, Palm Kale Cavolo Nero, which I later found out was Archangel Uriel in disguise. Upon arriving in the greenery section, I find one last batch of the for now ungodly lettuce and happily drop it in my basket. As I do, I should have known in hindsight that I triggered Fjallar, and he was alarming for Ragnarok in a tone too loud for the human ear to register. Someone grabs my shoulder from behind, I turn around and there she stands. Wearing yoga pants and the rest of the typical spelt mom uniform, which would make 1937's Hugo Boss jealous with the amount of fear which it induces to sane people, she was also pushing a three-year-old kid around in a stroller with two T's running out of his or her nose. What do you think that you are doing? She says with a hard tone as I look at her in bewilderment. Shopping, I answer, whilst taking a step back to not be in her grabbing strike zone again. She says, did you just take the last palm kale? I say, it would seem so. She says, you better give that to me. At this point, I'd lived in the free range Karen reserve for a year, and while the encounter rate wasn't frequent, it was enough for me to not back down. Like a storm cloak in front of the Imperials, this was a hill I then and there decided to die on. No, I don't think I will. She says, how dare you talk back to me? Are you aware that little storm here? All the kids in this neighborhood are either named Storm or Double Names, has a strict diet, and I need the palm kale for that? 
Me, unimpressed by the notion of a three-year-old about to go through a kale-specific diet, says, I think Little Storm would be happier with a cheeseburger from McDonald's. This was not my proudest remark, dear readers, but as it turns to be, I'm only a man, and a very petty and triggering one at that. She went ballistic. I don't remember what she screamed at me, but there were some profanities about me, my assumption that she would ever go to McDonald's, etc. Some of the staff finally came and sent me a look. I sent them a look, so needless to say, they already now knew 95% of what had transpired. She then started crying and said I robbed her of the kale, which is probably the weirdest thing to accuse anyone of. The staff guided me away, while someone pretended to go out into the back to look for more. Those guys were truly heroes walking among us mere mortals. The kale tasted absolutely amazing, and I would recommend it to anyone, especially when salted with entitled tears. The second contact, unfortunately for me but fortunate for you, it was not the final encounter I had with Yoga Pants Thanos. I lived just above the hottest Speltflower bakery, bringing in Speltflower moms from near and far to hang out with their strollers just underneath the apartment. I was also a regular, since their homemade chocolate milk and their succulent and juicy spelt blueberry muffins would cure all remnants of my alcohol-fueled lifestyle. Usually I would go down, take my order to go, and then bring it back up to my balcony on the other side, so I could enjoy my cure in peace and smoke without bothering anyone. Upon descending down to the bakery, I noticed that Karen's sitting inside with some other spelt flower moms. She calls me a jerk just loud enough for me to hear while I'm about to put in my order. So as any other energy vampire would, I for once asked to have my order to stay rather than to go. I seat myself outside, right in front of the window of where Karen and her friends are seated. Knowing that it would piss her off even more, I take out a cigarette and start playing around with it between my fingers. Since there were many baby strollers outside, and there's a limit of how much a jerk I am, I didn't light it, but it was still enough. Karen comes running out and starts screaming that I can't smoke there. I say that I certainly can, but I'm currently not, so what's the issue? She screams some more, but now all the babies outside and strollers have woken up. I smile and say, hope it was worth it, and take my stuff with me and head back up. I know the entire situation could have been avoided if I didn't needlessly provoke her, but if she was going to call me a jerk, then I wanted to make sure she could smell the stink. Well yeah, if you're going to go downstairs and get needlessly called a jerk, you might as well make your jerk money worth it. Make sure you leave them with something to really call you a jerk over. Our next story is from Old Taro 6764 had kids for free maids. I could go into the more severe abuse my parents put on my sisters and I, like my dad trying to rip my eye out, but that's a whole different story. I just want to post about their more sense of entitlement here. My parents were both on disability my entire life. I never saw them working. In elementary school, I remember the amount of times my parents would just forget me. I would have to walk home then. I would get screamed at for walking home. I remember the times they would come to the school and just drive by. I would run after the car just for them to drive off. Of course, it was my fault for not being where they could notice me. I was literally next to the road, but okay, my bad. Then by middle school, I was required to walk to school by myself no matter the weather. They just couldn't be bothered. I quite nearly got frostbite a few times due to them not buying us gloves. Also, by second grade, I was responsible for getting myself up and ready for school. By grade 5, I was cooking most of the dinners. When I complained, I was told that my career choice was to be a chef, so cook. 
Then for two weeks every month, my only source of food was from the school or my friends. My parents would only buy themselves food. We would be told that they weren't required to feed us. Cereal was theirs, TV dinners were theirs, they'd buy food only they would eat. They literally would hide some of the food in their bedroom so we couldn't get it. I stuck it anyway and got beat. Oh well, I wasn't gonna starve. My parents refused to ever get themselves stuff. They made my sisters and I walk everywhere. Need to return a movie? We walked. Wanna pop? We walked. My younger sister and I were nearly kidnapped and they still made us walk. My mom taught me to forge her signature just so she didn't have to go anywhere. I would walk over a mile by myself before I was 13. Half the time it was to the gas station or store to buy her a pop. We never got help with homework. By the time Google existed, Google was my parent. We were also told, unless you're vomiting blood, I won't take you to the hospital. World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Dark Age of Camelot, whatever MMO was popular at the time, was more important. I was sick for so long, I was starting to develop pneumonia before they finally took me. I missed my period for six months and my dad's only response was to stop being a slut and I was pregnant. Never slept with anyone. Maybe I was the Virgin Mary? If I had to go to a yearly appointment, counseling, etc., I literally had to bribe my parents or get another family member to take me. The MMOs were their life. If we did anything to affect it, we got in trouble. Too loud so they couldn't hear? We got kicked off our games. They'd yell all night and keep us awake. If we asked them to quiet down, we were told to stop bothering them. We had no central air, and the only AC was in the living room they played games in and their bedroom. But we couldn't sleep in the living room. I have no clue how we didn't die. Literally, we had days over 100 Fahrenheit. They would never clean. We were literally told they only had kids because they wanted free maids. I was regularly kept out of school to fix the house, help move appliances, and just whatever they needed me to do. We would clean the house before school, then come home, and it looked like they threw a party. Like what? Also, we literally had mushrooms growing in our basement due to them. They never got the house fixed. My mom even tried to get me to do her laundry. I was her kid, so I had to listen to her. That was always thrown in our face. Then when we said something like, you aren't our mom or something, then she would tell us, I'm disowning you. Please do. We had to rush home after school to clean the house. We couldn't do homework until the house was clean. But oh, if your grades slipped, good luck. They used us as bargaining chips against our grandparents. Give us money or you can't see your grandkids. My mom's mother literally gave her the house for free. She only had to pay taxes and she never did that. We nearly lost the house multiple times. It got to the point my older sister didn't go to college just to help keep my younger sister and I in a home. God forbid the amount of times utilities were shut off before my grandma or sister paid for them. She would get us to lie to our grandma about how much we needed for school supplies so she could pocket it. My parents never bought us clothes. My grandma bought us a ton of clothes at the start of the school year and expected our parents to maintain it throughout the year, which my parents never did. When I tried to get a job, I got told no, focus on school. I later found out my father was getting extra disability for having us kids and me having an income counted against him. He then stole my checks from the government when I got them because I was living in his house. I hadn't even graduated high school yet. He also kicked me out every other week. Sorry you taught me not to take disrespect, but apparently you can disrespect me? 
My mother would regularly steal our birthday money. If she didn't steal it, she would guilt trip us until we gave it up. Literally at age 5, she told me how I needed to give her my money because my dad needed pants, and she had no money to get them. It was all my money at the time. When our dad attempted to unalive himself, he blamed my older sister. He said it was because she was a horrible daughter and he hurt himself because of her. Then when our mom told him while he was in the hospital she wasn't going to see him because she was going to get laid by some random guy, it was my fault our parents split up. He would blow up my phone at school, literally 10 to 15 calls in an hour. Nothing was ever their faults. Glad I had a college professor who helped me during this time. I'll never forget them. My mom would get mad I wouldn't leave work to take her to the hospital, sending me threatening texts about how she raised me better and I want to see people die. My dude, call an ambulance if it's that severe. I'm over 30 minutes away anyway. I also rarely talk to you. She then would show up at my place mad I wasn't home. Then when I had my son, she never asked to hold him. I'm a person who won't force a baby on you, so I make people ask. Then she went home bad-mouthing me, saying how I'm a horrible person posting it all on her Facebook. Honestly, I just had to cut them off after all this. It was just too much for me. The constant asking for money, demanding my time because they raised me, my dad trying to move in with me, no thank you. On behalf of OP, no thank you is right. It's actually impressive how many second chances OP was willing to give them because I was hoping OP would have cut them off and never talked to them again as soon as they got out of there. They sure as heck deserve that much. I guess when you grow up in that system, it sometimes may be a challenging thing to truly just separate yourself from being underneath that abuse. Taking that huge plunge to finally just cut them off and stop talking to them and just finally shutting them out and turning off that noise that's just been radiating constantly throughout your life. Our next story is from Fluffy Bunnies 51 Entitled Mother is Crab Rangoon Security? Okay, so my town had a festival today, and I decided to take my three-year-old. While we were there, I heard an announcement that a local Chinese place had bought some crab rangoons down for people. I was very excited, because my son has sensory issues, and that's one of the sickest things he'll actually eat. So this mama went right there to get him some. There was no sign saying there was a limit, and they were just handing everyone who came up a little container with two each. I decided to get one for me and one for my son, since I don't actually eat them. I knew he'd be happy. I did ask, as I actually kind of know the person who passed them out. They had no problem at all, and were making more. We then went and found somewhere to sit off to the side. My kiddo happily ate his two, and then I gave him the other two once he finished. Almost as soon as I gave it to him, a woman next to us gave me a dirty look. She started talking to the kid next to her, looked to be four or five, and began telling him that it's bad to take more than your share, and that there's a lot of people there who wanted some too. It's basically stealing someone's lunch, all while giving me a side eye. I just said, well, the people who brought them were fine with it. Maybe ask for more too? Apparently that was rude, as she wasn't talking to me. And I shouldn't teach my son to take more than his share, even if they said it was okay. I just rolled my eyes and moved on. Not a huge deal, and definitely not crazy or super entitled, but I wonder how she would have reacted if she saw that my son got extra time at the bounce house so he could accumulate to the new environment. Our town is small and extremely accommodating to my son. 
At that point, that's when you turn to your son, give them the side eye and say, and that's why it's very important not to be a jealous witch. It's also not nice to stick your nose into other people's business. See if it gets that Karen riled up. Our next story is by Clixer712, entitled Karen at the Bowling Alley. Two weeks ago, I, 34-year-old male, ordered a bowling ball from the local bowling alley at my wife's behest. All I cared about was the functionality and the color, so I let my wife pick the design, and ultimately we settled on a sparkly red one. I ordered a 13-pound ball, important later, based on my history of bowling, usually sticking to 12-pound balls, and the suggestion of the person at the place to go one pound higher because a ball fitted to me will feel lighter. I received a call yesterday from the bowling alley that had arrived and set an appointment for today to pick it up and have the finger holes drilled into it. Today I arrived at the bowling alley and after a few minutes wait, I was taken to the back. Roughly 15 minutes were spent getting the holes drilled to my size. The person who did the drilling, let's call him Bob, and I chatted a bit as he told and showed me some ways to improve my technique. I usually score in the 80 to 110 range but am looking to get better. Once that was done, we came to the lanes and Bob suggested I try a few throws to ensure the balls drilled to my fingers perfectly. I agreed and Bob opened up the lane for me and then joined me. The lane was right next to a kid's party. I made my first throw and knocked down five pins. When the ball came back, a girl, maybe six or eight years old, tried to take the sparkly red ball. I put my hand on it to stop her from getting it and picked it up saying, sorry, this is my personal ball, not from the alley. The Karen jumped in at this point screaming about how I was abusing her child and stealing from her and making a scene asking for the manager. She tried to take the ball from me but I turned to keep her from getting it which just riled her up more. Bob interjected saying he's the manager pointing to his name tag and will take care of it. He asked me for the ball and I handed it to him. The Karen had a poop eating grin as Bob asked me to go to the back with him to verify a few things and he asked the Karen and the child to wait there. When we got to the back where Bob had originally drilled the ball, we went over the holes and Bob adjusted them. There was no mention of the Karen or the child. Once the holes were adjusted, Bob took me to the front to pay for the ball, but asked that he carry the ball. I trust him, so I had no issues with that. As we left the back, the Karen and the child came by asking Bob, Can we have my daughter's ball back, please? Bob just told her, No, your daughter wouldn't be able to use this ball because it'd be against the store policy. And it's his ball. I just sold it to him. Karen yelled about us stealing from her daughter. Bob ignored it and took me to some counter where he rang it up, gave me the ball, the receipt, and a coupon for two free games. If you weren't afraid of the kid dropping that ball and shattering it or hurting somebody, it'd be fun to let that kid try to see if they could even lift that 13-pound ball. Even if the little girl was able to lift it up, they probably wouldn't be able to move around very well without just dropping it. And our final story of the day is by VisualTax8897. Karen Dad curses at me and calls me worthless for calling a product nasty. I recently had my first Karen encounter. I was working as a cashier in a grocery store. I had about 30 minutes left of my shift when this man in his late 40s walks up with two kids. I started ringing them up and see the Sour Patch Kids energy drink. In an attempt to strike up a conversation, I say, that honestly sounds nasty, have you tried it? He looks at me and says, you're not doing your job, you're supposed to promote the product. He then proceeds into a tirade that lasted a couple minutes. It was a long order. Once he was done, the optimist that I am, I try to change the subject. How's your week been? 
I see this man's face contort in rage at the audacity of my statement. How dare you? You're the reason people don't enjoy coming to the store. At this point, I'm struggling to contain my laughter at the pure absurdity of this situation. This obviously pissed him off. Seeing that this guy is hopeless, I turn to his kid to see them staring at the ground in embarrassment. I try to be friendly with them and ask, are you ready for summer? He yells at me, shut up, don't talk to them. I'm totally incredulous at this point, but all I can think is, Reddit's gonna enjoy this. I finish up the order and begin to read off his receipt. He interrupts me and says, shut up and give me the darn receipt. He walks off, forgetting something on the register. I give it to him and he says, now you decide to do your freaking job. I think the reason I pissed him off so much is because the entire time, I had the biggest grin on my face. I hope you enjoy Reddit. Would you guys say that OP in this situation was being unprofessional? Apparently there's a little bit of a hubbub in the comments saying that OP's not being very professional in this situation. Personally, I just think it's kind of funny that OP said, the optimist that I am, when trying to change the subject, when the very first thing they said was, that honestly sounds nasty, have you tried it? Sounds like an optimistic take to me. That said though, this definitely sounds like a guy that got kind of insulted. Like, maybe they felt self-conscious about their choice in energy drinks being so, like, questioned blatantly like that, and probably got a stick up their butt from that and wanted nothing to do with OP in any conversation with them after that point. Either way, though, it's not the cashier's job to sell the product. In fact, I'm willing to bet most cashiers probably don't give any crap about what product you're buying regardless. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.